Hey guys, welcome to Savannah Sessions. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Darlington. Today, I am joined by Mr. Hitten Kashave, all the way from Joburg. Joburg, right? Yes. Um, he is a CFO at uh, PRP Solutions South Africa. And uh, not only that, he's also an MBA uh, from Rhodes University. Uh, he's got a lot of experience in entrepreneurship and finance. He's also a chartered accountant and he has a lot to share about his experiences. Mr. Hitton, thank you so much for coming through. Thanks, Darlington, for having me. Hey, it's a pleasure to uh, have this opportunity to share with the rest of uh, the listeners. Lovely. Um, so I'm just going to ask about your background. Where did you grow up and uh, how was your environment how did your environment shape you to become the man that you are today so i grew up in a, a small town called king williamstown in the eastern cape uh, i don't think many people will be familiar with it if uh, you're not from south africa not the not the most uh, popular town but uh, in fact it's the actual capital of the eastern cape province um I worked uh, as a school uh, kid with my dad in his business. So, you know, I grew up naturally learning from my father and seeing his successes and his uh, stumbling blocks all the way to where he is today and what made him uh, be who he is today as a businessman. And uh, coming from a small uh, town in itself, you know, a family orientated uh, town helped uh, with a lot of collaboration and uh, social skills in itself as well so you built uh, and worked in a very homely environment uh, as compared to you know the mad rush in the city environment where things are often a lot more disengaged and uh, that's helped me as an individual in collaboration with others also learning, you know, having the privileges uh, to work together with others, what it has helped me in my life and how, it help, how I can help other people learn from that as well. Lovely. And um, after, after high school, you went on to, do, to, to, to study at Rhodes, yes? Yes, I did. Um, what influenced your decision to then get into finance? Why didn't you get into uh, neurosurgery or why didn't you get into uh, marketing? Why finance? Uh, you know, funnily enough, my first uh, choice of studies was uh, medicine. Oh, okay. uh, I actually got a very late acceptance uh, for medics in uh, Woods University. Right. And at that point in time, I was already settled at Rose University. So I said to my folks, you know what, I'm not going to be packing my bags and moving away. I'm quite comfortable with finance from uh, school time. So let me follow through with it and uh, just get it done with. So I didn't really know the ultimate objective I was taking out of going into university studying finance but uh, in saying that I don't actually have any regrets there are a lot of uh, benefits that I've taken out of it both uh, from a theoretical aspect to applying a practical world in itself okay okay and um, after doing your degree what what degree did you do uh, so I did a BCom in accounting and then a postgrad diploma in accounting 
accounting. Okay, so after you did your your undergrad and your postgraduate degree, what then made you to go back to Rhodes and do your MBA? So I saw that uh, you know one of the fundamental principles uh, around entrepreneurship and being a business leader entails having a commercial viewpoint of your business and understanding a holistic approach. And uh, I did a quite a few quite a bit of research into different uh, institutions uh, MBA program and I found that the Rhodes University program offered a lot of balance from a soft skill aspect towards a technical skill aspect so I believe you know that critical element that I missed studying at varsity I could gain through doing my MBA albeit that some parts of it was theoretical but we did a lot of practical applications of what we learned so you actually got to understand how to apply that and you know having started on my own businesses and uh, moving into executive roles subsequently when I moved to Johannesburg it's made a major difference in terms of the mindset in itself as an individual where you know you're not focused on a blinker horse horse approach but more on a holistic overview from a bird's eye view and then dwelling into the detail okay okay and um so guys if you're listening to this and uh you want to get into an MBA program uh you heard it for yourself <laughs> you know where to go and uh itten you know i've come across a lot of uh university students uh who are in university right now and probably they're graduating soon and most people they resort to doing their masters just to while up time because you know they don't really have anything to do probably lack of employment or you know they just do it for the sake of doing it and some even go to do their phd and you know it, it is just while up time and just until they find something to do what can you say about that you know i think one of the fundamental principles that we miss in university is getting students ready for the workplace okay and often enough that is what is required when they are in their third and fourth year or in their second and last year of their studies is to see that they understand what they need to do once they complete their studies in order to be ready for work and actually have a job Yes. and that takes place i believe proactively from a student side perspective but also on the culture of the education institute in itself as well so you know one of the fundamental flaws i see a lot of uh, education systems are students often as you've mentioned you know they graduate they get their undergrad or postgrad but then they don't have any employment and yes. often in often the problem lies is once they get to that fourth year level in the final year of studies they then re- don't realize that there's a big step in life where the real reality comes in yes and yes. i believe that's the job also of us business leaders in providing mentoring to these young individuals you know to get them ready for the future because this is the future of south africa this is the future of the world that we're talking about and if these individuals are not successful from the start it's going to have a negative effect on the economy in the future okay okay and um you mentioned that you got into entrepreneurship what was your entrepreneurship experience like 
I was a very stubborn individual when I uh, <laughs> when I qualified as a CA. You know, okay. like I said, uh, I grew up uh, seeing the successes and the failures of my father, and I saw how well he did in life. And I said, if he can do it, why can't I? So I was very adamant that once I qualified as a CA, I didn't want to continue on that route of uh, auditing and working for someone. So let me go and uh, start my own business. And when I was in my final year of articles, um, I found a business in the renewable energy sector. It, you know, they say the theory is you never test the the depth of a flowing river with both your feet, because yes. if you can't swim, you'll sink. You'll drown. Luckily, definitely. luckily, I I was able to swim, because I did test a flowing <laughs> river with both. <laughs> okay. And okay. But that stubbornness, you know, that ability to have not given up and uh, find my feet again, that's taught me a lot. Which, you know, that fundamental lessons that I've learned out of the in terms of don't just go hastily into doing things. Be rational about how you go about things as an entrepreneur. You know, make wise decisions. Join into collaborative partnerships. You know, have different stakeholders involved. Make sure that you have, you know, a product ready that's competitive to take to the market. You know, those are just a few examples of the learnings that I, I took away, and uh, it's helped me to be successful today where I am in starting other businesses, having worked for other individuals as well. That's created a major differentiating factor in me as an individual. And transitioning from entrepreneurship and getting into the corporate sector, what was that like? So, actually, you know, one of the key decisions that I did was when I moved into the corporate world, I said to myself, "I'm not going to be moving into something that's very rigid. You know, it has to allow for some autonomy and decision making, because that's my nature. I'm not、yes. an individual who's going to be tied down to being boxed at." Um, you know, I believe fundamentally in a bottom-up approach,、uh, as opposed to the conventional top-down approach. And、uh, I think that's、uh, the key factor and decision that I made to see that if I go into the corporate world, it's got to be an environment that suits my character and personality.、Yes. Otherwise, I won't succeed. And、um, so, you've been in the corporate sector for how long now? Uh, I've been in it since 2015,、uh, June 2015. But、uh, in saying that, I still、uh, am an entrepreneur with other side ventures that I run in the technology field. So I've got some、uh, ventures that I'm busy with,、uh, that I was busy with, and、uh, I will continue to be busy with as well. You know, I fundamentally see myself always being an entrepreneur and、uh, flourishing in that、uh, regards. Um, that, that's that's great. Hey,、uh, I like I like the fact that you've tested you know all the waters.、Uh, you've been in corporate, you've been in entrepreneurship, and you've been able now to combine the knowledge and experience from both of that. Because I I really feel like it's important to sort of just draw experience from both industries. Yeah. So、um, part of part of my journey, I would say, yes. Is, you know, after I completed articles and qualified as a CA. I I went the entrepreneurship journey. I learned a lot, had my fa- failures, had my successes, 
uh, I moved to Johannesburg for personal reasons. You know, I met my wife, and uh, so we had some decisions we had to make. So then I said, okay, fine. Coming to Johannesburg, there's a wider scope here in terms of growing your network, building relationships, and other opportunities as opposed to a smaller place as East London. And uh, I took that learning curve to grow myself as an individual, both from a technical skill perspective, from a soft skills perspective, and from a long-term relationship networking building aspect. And that in the four years that I've been here has allowed me to now get back to my entrepreneurship journey in starting other businesses again. So, you know, entrepreneurs, they go through different journeys in life, but there's reasoning behind you going through those journeys. Ultimately, for us entrepreneurs, we must make sure that we absorb the learnings from everything rather than dwell on the failures we've gone through. Yes, sir. And uh, let's talk about tech. Um, I'm, I'm a tech junkie. I love tech. And um, I noticed PRP Solutions is into tech. Can you tell me a bit about your experience in tech and the future outlook of technology in Africa with relation to the fourth industrial revolution? So PRP Solutions, just to give you some background, uh, our mojo is uh, people's time is valuable, so you don't want to waste it. So we help organizations focus on the things that matter in the business and try and uh, eliminate all the mundane administrative tasks in their business so that they they can focus on the core value drivers in their business rather than doing admin related work. So we basically help organizations in various aspects of the business from operations, finance, HR, legal. They use our platform to improve the operational efficiencies and the productivity that they get out of their staffing whilst creating a happy environment, one that's caring and loving. So the purpose of the tool is, you know, to enable managers to become better leaders, ultimately. You know, I think Africa is uh, very ripe for disruption in terms of technology. There are a lot of manual processes that still happen in uh, Africa and South Africa in itself. One of the challenges I see South Africa and Africa in have is the adoption for technology. We are still on the back foot in terms of technology being a replacement to individuals rather than an enabling tool to in individuals. See, we, we shouldn't come in with the mindset that technology is there to replace people. It should be rather technology should be there to help individuals, you know. So that's how I think people need to, to view the principle of technology and uh, the fourth industrial revolution in itself. And can you say we are doing enough to educate the next generation of, of young people? Because in this day and age, uh, you know, using Microsoft Word, I don't think it's something you can put on your LinkedIn and be like proficient in Microsoft Word. Because, I mean, it's, it's a basic necessity, you know, uh, from from the age probably, let's just say 12 years old. I mean, someone must be able to use Microsoft Word. Someone must be able to even know what, you know, HTML is, for example, in programming, those basic skills. What can you say about that? So definitely, I think, uh, you know, part of uh, changes in uh, school's curriculum is the introduction of technology and starting to become uh, proficient, even though it may be at an entry level, as long as the guys yes. understand what the, the deliveries are as a child. So that started to be introduced. Where I think uh, the current gap 
that's trying to be rectified is at probably a university level, graduate level, where you know individuals have gone through the old school curriculum of uh, varsity, which has excluded technology to an extent. And I'll give you the example in the finance field: is a lot of uh, automation has been introduced into auditing, so what's required of an auditor previously and what's required of an auditor now is chalk and cheese previously auditors used to just do normal you know investigation work on papers see things are compliant and things are together whereas now data analytics and data scientists is a bigger drive so having that skill set is a lot more critical and that's one of the key flaws that uh, you know South African Institute of Chartered Accountants is trying to rectify to okay. get those students more ready for the future and can can you take me through what does a chartered accountant do i'm not really sure what a chartered accountant does you know my sister's like i want to become a chartered accountant but i don't even know what exactly you know chartered accountant does so the the journey of a ca is basically it starts at varsity okay you know you go through your studies uh, for bcom accounting and uh, you do your fourth year postgrad after that you do three years of articles uh, where you serve uh, working for working experience in either an auditing field or you can go outside of auditing into a corporate uh, organization Generally, uh, a lot of banks, for example, uh, or vehicle uh, industry, motor industry organizations offer graduate programs for to, for students who've just uh, finished varsity. And upon completion of that three-year um, period and passing two board exams, you then qualify as a CA. Thereafter, I say the journey is all up to you as an individual where it is you want to go. You'll get CAs who've uh, branched out into the entrepreneurial field, like myself. Then you'll get CAs who stay in the auditing field, who enjoy that uh, industry. Others venture out into corporate fields. And then you get a combination of guys who stay in corporate and then also do business. And then later on in life, they move into an entrepreneurial field or they stay in corporate. So that's that's the high-level journey of a CA. And um, I'll just... I'll just ask a question related to entrepreneurship you know there may be someone who's listening right now and they have an idea and they want to start a business you know and they have this big vision of you know where they want to be as an entrepreneur what would be your first you know statement of advice to that person if you're new to entrepreneurship go and find a mentor you know one of the key things is if you don't ask you will never know the answer and if yes. you never know the answer, you give yourself the worst outcome. So why not ask the question? That's the first piece of advice I'd give for anyone. And, uh, you know, think through things thoroughly. You know, speak to people you trust that you know who've been through a journey or you can leverage off information. At the same time, understand if you're going into an entrepreneurship journey, do you need different skill sets? So do you need to partner with other individuals, people that you, or I always say people that you trust ultimately as a starting point? That then determines the success also of your journey going forward. Lovely. Um, I was watching an interview you did with uh, Mudiwa Gavaza um, from 
from Rhodes. He's, he was he's a rodent, just like yes. yourself. Um, interestingly, Mudio and I are actually I know him personally. We actually live grew up in the same town, uh, same neighborhood. We are actually family friends. So it was it was quite an interesting interview. So he said something about school mattering, but. I want you to talk about that. What do you think, you know, in this in this day and age, in the 21st century, where information is everywhere and, you know, where, you know, we have online courses, we have, you know, this whole thing called e-learning. Do you think that formal education is still relevant or someone can be equally as successful with the knowledge they get from the internet? You know, can you just sort of juxtapose that or just give us the comparison? What do you think about that? Look, I believe education is important regardless of uh, what it is you do. Whether you have the opportunity to go through a formal education, that ultimately depends on your destiny and uh, your life opportunities that are presented to you. Ultimately, if you have the opportunity to study online because you can't go through a formal education, then you must. Education is just there to help you and guide you. You know, it's a tool that's going to be of benefit to you, depending on how you want to use it. So I strongly encourage someone to go to and have a formal education if they do, have the opportunity to do it. If they don't, go and access online education where possible, okay. you know, and always seek for different opportunities. Uh, there's nothing that beats education because it's a good platform to start. Uh, on a basis I'll give you the example is in business you know if you don't understand the fundamental basics of uh, cash flow how do you then understand what it is that you're going to need to do to make sure your business is successful and stays above uh, the sea I agree without sinking so I, I don't think you need to have extensive education you know but the basics understanding you know having on through school levels and that, I think it's pretty critical and helpful to individuals. Yeah, because many times, you know, some some of us as entrepreneurs, we start off and, you know, there's that basic knowledge that we don't have, like income statement or cash flow, how, how to manage cash flow. And then people usually fail because not because they have a bad idea, but they couldn't, you know, apply that knowledge. So Yeah, it's, it's very, very true. And uh, I've noticed it in uh, the mentoring that... Uh, I do with uh, young entrepreneurs. They've gone through the basics of school and that. They haven't had the opportunity to go into tertiary education. So one of the individuals wanted to actually close a business down. And I asked her, well, have you thought of A, B, and C with regards to your business? And she says, no. So I said, go and try it out, go and implement it, and then make a decision. And ultimately, she's improved the cash flow in her business and uh, she's now going to expand her business further. Wow. That's that's great. Um, so, you know, we've talked about Hitten, the, the, the professional, the chartered accountant, the entrepreneur. I want to know who Hitten is beyond the LinkedIn profile, uh, beyond the qualifications. You know, when you're not at work, what, 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 who, who are you? You know, besides the family man as well, because I know you're a family man. But besides that, uh, we, we want to know the roots. So, hey, look, uh, ultimately, a lot of uh, my time is with my wife. But um, okay. I play a lot of sports. I'm a big golfer. Oh, lovely. So, What's your handicap? Oh, that's great. 
Yeah, the handicap index it's at ten, so with the new system wow. it averages averages at about thirteen, fourteen, depending on the course itself. So yeah, I play a lot. I play a lot of uh, golf. Um, look, uh, the time uh, with my wife is very uh, important. Uh, you know, she and I have a good understanding in terms of our work-life balance. You know, coming from an entrepreneurial background, you always need to pay attention and give time to grow your business until it's at a level that it's flying on its own. Yes, so that's that's key critical uh, to me in my life. Um, I do a lot of reading. Uh, part of what I uh, try and uh, do is uh, stimulate my mind to remain positive. You know, so reading is cr- critical to me, and uh, listening to some podcasts and uh, motivational things. Those are the key fundamentals that I keep me going as an individual and keep me motivated. And uh, part of it, uh, you know, other aspects of it is I like to uh, help any other individual out there who's in need of uh, assistance. So a lot of my time I dedicate towards uh, non-profit organizations, you know, consulting, giving some advisory work on a pro bono basis, and even to young uh, individuals mentoring. So you know, a lot of me. individuals or students who have small businesses they can't afford to take up time during office hours so you know after hours you meet and give back time to those individuals and for me you know my philosophy in life is to impact other people's lives or businesses positively for future sustainability so if i can leave someone with a smile after meeting them i've done a good job then definitely i like that i like that uh leaving an impact that's so important uh and it's it's one of the key drivers for you know the growth of our continent the growth of our country and the more we do that uh you know the more the positive the more we have positive outlooks on on the future of our continent so kudos to you for doing that um what would be your what's what's your favorite book that you'd recommend to anyone listening right now Uh so I'm busy with uh the lean startup if you're an entrepreneur. Well, I agree. That's a great book. Yeah, so that that one there I certainly uh believe is a uh, fundamental value to to an individual who's looking to start up a business. Um give that one there a try. Uh if you're looking at uh at anything on a soft skills perspective or leadership aspect, I'd suggest looking at one of um either Jack Welch's books or John Maxwell's uh, books. Go and have a look at uh, those there. You know, I wouldn't specify any particular one in uh, saying because they all give different principles. But especially John Maxwell, coming from a leadership aspect, he provides a lot of good uh, tips. I wouldn't say everything is might be applicable to to you, but you can certainly take away fundamentals from there that uh, can help you in life. All right, all right. So you heard that, guys. Um, Lean Startup is an amazing book for entrepreneurs. I read it myself, and uh, you'll get all the information you need, you know, from starting from zero and then you know going to one, and you know building the foundation for a startup. So yes, guys, that is Mr. Hitan Kashave. Uh, if you'd like to connect with him, you can find him on LinkedIn at uh, Hitan Kashave. You can also find him on Instagram and Twitter as well. Yes. 
and yes. uh, yeah he he was he's free to, to to talk to you people and you know if there's something that you may need help with he will help you and uh, i hope you guys have gotten value from this oh yeah before we end what's your favorite rugby team the sharks oh my gosh i love the sharks <laughs> i love the sharks um and nationally i mean internationally uh, internationally uh, unfortunately it's the all blacks uh, but oh, uh, lovely lovely but yeah, yeah, South African rugby, I'm glad to see that it's uh, flourishing again. Eh? I like that. The last game, I watched the last game. I don't think I've ever watched a rugby match like that. You know, that was just an amazing game. Yes, yes, it was certainly, you know. Uh, and I think uh, it's, we're all proud to be South Africans in terms of uh, the achievements that uh, SA Rugby has gone through, especially with all the, the problems that it's faced in the past. Yes, yes. I think so, uh, I, certainly, I certainly hope all our other national teams and national bodies will learn from uh, South African rugby. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I think if do you have any parting words for our young listeners, our young entrepreneurs, our young students? One of the th- things I'll end with is don't give up. You know, you come across stumbling hurdles in life. Take those as learning uh, curves. You know, your journey to success may not always be one road. It may be diversions that come through. But take those diversions with both your hands and understand and visualize why things happen. You know, things happen for a reason in life. So don't feel dejected. You know, the mind is a powerful tool. So try and maintain positivity within your mind because what you infest in your mind, you infest in reality. Lovely, lovely. So that's it from us, guys. Thank you so much, uh, Hitten, for coming through. Uh, we appreciate it. And um, we hope to connect with you uh, on another event and you know talk about uh, the outlooks of entrepreneurship, business, all things finance and tech as well, uh, you know, to just add value to this community. No, great. Thanks for having me, eh, Darlington? Cheers.